so I went up to San Francisco this weekend to visit a, an old friend who uh, I care about very, very much. And uh, her housemate, uh, when I got there, had been it was day day two of a three day coke bender, um, mm. which culminated on the Saturday with me, my friend, and two of her friends sat on the couch playing Mario Kart on the Switch because I brought my Switch with me. Mm. Um, and her her roommate, who at this point was on day three of this ridiculous Coke bender, um, saw that we were playing Mario Kart, looked at the screen, looked at an available controller, and picked it up. Okay. Now, the controller was not a Switch controller. The controller was one of his PlayStation 4 controllers. <laughs> and he's just <laughs> sitting there looking at the screen, and he says, I want to be Luigi. <laughs> And he's looking at the screen, and he's watching my friend's screen. She's playing as uh, um, uh, the cat suit Peach from uh, Super Mario 3D World. Mm. And he says, okay, I guess I'm a pink cat now. And he's playing with the PS4 controller. And every time we tell him, you're not actually playing <laughs> the game. You're That's not even a Switch <laughs> controller. You're holding a PlayStation controller right now. He would look down at it with this look of confusion. And then look at us with this look of betrayal. Like, how could we let him? How could we let him do this for so long? Sit there thinking he was playing Mario Kart with us. How could we do that to him? And then maybe four seconds would pass, and he'd go back to playing Mario Kart with us with his with this non-switch controller. <laughs> and the best part was whenever my uh, my friend would come, like second or th- not first, because I'm I'm clearly that guy. Um, but whenever my friend would come third or fourth or second the housemate would get up and kind of listlessly kind of play air guitar like he had that was his <laughs> achievement uh, it was it was harrowing to look at this guy because every time he'd, he'd go to start a sentence he'd say he'd lean back in his chair he'd lean he would be leaning he'd have his elbow resting against literally nothing i don't know how you lean against nothing somehow this guy pulled it off and he would say you know and then nothing for maybe 30 to 60 <laughs> seconds. And then he would look around the room as if he had just told us something and was awaiting a response. <laughs> I heard one coherent sentence out of this man all day on Saturday. And it was when he would look at me and say, I like this guy. But everything else was either just, you know, or we would get like occasional words like like it was like it was like a word salad and half of the words had just got tossed out of the bowl um but it was it was really it was harrowing to like i i i i'm not i don't use drugs myself i i uh, i i do partake of like medicinal marijuana because i have fibromyalgia i occasionally drink but i'm not i'm not that guy um but i now have i can put a face to excess and it's <laughs> it's my friend's roommate <laughs> You know, to be fair to him, maybe he thought it was just some sort of rare port of Mario Kart onto the PlayStation. Well, you're being incredibly generous to a man who, uh, when asked, could not spell his own name, which had five letters in it, two of which were identical. (laughs) Um, Alan, was this you? (laughs) I'm also being incredibly good at segues for plugs early in the show. (laughs) Um, Yes. What, uh, all I'm gonna say is I can't I can't I, plug I, your show for you. 
<laughs> oh, oh yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm actually I'm here today to plug two things that uh, you brought up port, ports, so I will jump straight into that uh, because it's a good segue. I do a YouTube show called Port Center, which is like Sports Center but without the S on the front, and I talk about interesting and unique ports conversions, re-releases of old video games. Uh, just released uh, what is numerically episode forty-nine because the pilot was episode zero, but it's actually like over, of all the episodes I've made, this is it's the fiftieth episode I've made. Uh, of Port Center, very very proud of it, and I decided I did a movie instead rather than doing a video game. Because you can port movies, at... you can, and Gus Van Sant did because the episode <laughs> in question is is a look at the shot for shot remake of uh, of Psycho that was released in 1998. Oh man, um, I, have a, I have a lot of opinions about that. <laughs> and you should watch my uh, Psycho episode because that is we probably share some opinions. I, I I'm very unkind. Uh, to uh, to Gus Van Sant's take on Psycho. But you can watch that at portcenter.tv. That's P-O-R-T-S-C-E-N-T-E-R.tv. Uh, but I'm also doing something at the moment that is maybe a little bit more in your guys' wheelhouse because it is about monsters, after all. Uh, right now, literally as we speak. When does, it, when does this go out, by the way? Uh, it, this is probably going to go out on uh, on Tuesday. Okay, cool. So at this point, uh, when this drops, we are almost uh, two weeks into our Kickstarter campaign to make a uh, a, a YouTube c- comedy drama series, a scripted comedy drama series called Typecast, which is about actors in various stages of their career who are kind of fed up with the career trajectory they're on, and they want to do different things. Uh, maybe they want to do theater or sitcoms or HBO dramas. Um, but they're having trouble kind of breaking out of the kind of career rut that they're in because they are literally monsters. Um, there is a swamp monster who is called Tony, who is being played by me, who is a classically trained British actor who mostly plays uh, monsters and aliens on sci-fi original TV movies. <laughs> uh, there is Abby, a werewolf who got fired from the set of a Harry Potter movie, had a bit of a career slump, and now plays the mascot in a werewolf-themed brand of breakfast cereal <laughs> commercials for that cereal and then there's Leroy who uh, was a kind of a mainstay for zombie movies during the 80s and early 90s um, but now those things they're considered exploitative they're not really considered politically correct so those kind of movies don't get made anymore so he mostly plays corpses and cadavers on police procedurals <laughs> you know that's not that's not a bad transition for him yeah it's, it's I mean it, maybe it doesn't pay as much but I think he's happier in in that work um, well, you get to like yeah. just lie around and not have to do anything, and then yeah. still get the I mean, maybe, maybe they'll ask you to tear your ear off or, or do something grim to you, and you can glue it back on later. Like they they sell you glue at Vons for zombies, where body parts come off, so you can just glue them back on. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the elevator pitch for this thing is it's uh, it's being human meets extras by way of Thirty Rock. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, we are, like I said, at this point, we're two weeks. When this episode goes live, we'll be two weeks into the Kickstarter campaign. You can check out the Kickstarter campaign, including watching our proof of concept video, which includes the aforementioned serial commercial, uh, at tinyurl.com slash typecastks. That's KS as in Kickstarter. tinyurl.com slash typecastks. KS. I forgot the name of my own show for a minute there. Uh, this is legitimately the most actual plugist plug we've had on this show in a long time well i appreciate you but, letting me but do it's, it. it's coming off the highs of a really epic cocaine story yeah, <laughs> That's true. yeah. you know that i just wanted to say i really like mentally 
the concept of someone half-assing playing air guitar. <laughs> it, it was a fun... Uh, it was a fun slash harrowing moment because it's this moment of watching him do this and thinking, oh, this is a fun story I get to tell on a podcast later. Um, but also kind of looking at him and thinking, am I going to have to like, am I going to see a dead body later today? Is that, is that the <laughs> yeah. situation? Um, and he was like more or less sober the next day. And he said, he's a nice enough guy, but like, Jesus, like that's, that was excess. I, I can, I can, I know what excess looks like um and there will be none of that in typecast which uh will feature a bare minimum of drug use and some alcohol will be in there because one of our characters does go to a bar part part way through um yeah very i'm very very excited uh about about typecast like this is a project that uh my friend mac mac bouvet uh, and I have been working on now for six years almost. Like I first pitched the idea to her back in 2012. We wrote a bunch of scripts. We edited edited those scripts and rewrote them and re-edited them and scrapped them and rewrote them. We we want to make an eight episode season of uh, stories about these these characters and how they want to get to this other level of their career that they want to get to and how the how the characters' uh, intentions and machinations kind of dovetail with each other and. Uh, in, uh, affect each other and uh, we also want to kind of go all out on the monster makeup like the monster makeup is a huge huge part the number of times we you will watch something you know not just on youtube but on tv where the monster makeup doesn't quite look right you can kind of see the joins or you can tell it's a like an off-the-shelf piece we don't want to do that like we want our monsters to look authentic um and we want we want people to look at look at this and go wow this is uh this is something else. This is really impressive. Um, you want people to look at them and go, "Ah, real monsters." <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're, you are you are fired. Uh, Wait, no, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm fired from my show. You're fired. That I'm a part of. You you are absolutely yeah, absolutely. You're fired. Like, why are we still talking about this? Get out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the the we don't we what we have we feel that we've written something that is uh that is has an interesting narrative has strong characters and is can i swear on this podcast yeah <laughs> that is funny as shit like this is easily like of all the things i've written and i've done a lot of stuff port center jump leads uh other you know comic projects i've written a red dwarf comic this this project is the thing i that i'm most proud to have my name on i i I, I'm super excited about this. Mac and I have busted our humps to try to make this show, and we are trying to raise the money so that we can make uh, the series. And we can't do that without the help of uh, hopefully some of your listeners who will will head over to tinyurl.com/typecastks <laughs> and pledge to the Kickstarter. And there's some really really cool rewards as well. Like we have uh, we have an exclusive scent. Uh, from the guys at Black Phoenix Alchemy Lab, uh, they they made a scent for us for the Kickstarter that smells like the the, the chocolate and marshmallow cereal. Um, so you can and, you can is it like so you can go smelling like essentially uh, Count Chocula, but except it's the brand that you guys are having in universe. Yeah, it's our it's it's our version of like one of the monster cereals. We do we do like to like Mac and I have kind of joked that within the universe of typecast, there's probably like the the Kroger's own brand bag cereal. <laughs> uh, it's probably called something like Chocolate Wolf Bites. Um, but yeah, like we've we've spent we spent so much time like crafting these the this world and this uh, like putting a lot of thought into like universe builder. We already have ideas for like more seasons after this we we have a, a plot 
for a second season and we have like aspects of the world that um that we we haven't even touched upon in the first season that we would love to come up on mm-hmm. in a second but we have to be able to make the show and we can't do that um if we don't hit our our, our crowdfunding goal uh well i the, the incentive is out there i'm definitely interested uh all right yeah now that now that you've done that and you've made the pitch and it's a good it's a damn good pitch. <clears throat> Thank you damn very much. Now that now that I've I've successfully said please back typecast on Kickstarter at tinyurl.com slash typecast KS. Well, well now that you've said yes, now that you've said that, uh, I need your guys' show pitches. Ready, go. Uh, I did cocaine at a party once. <laughs> good. Uh, so this, this would be a conceptual show where you're just <laughs> Is it like first person like peep show? Yes. Uh, okay. I did. I did cocaine at a party once, and, and all I, I could think I about, <laughs> and all I could think about was when I was wrestling in high school. So I started shooting for people's legs at the party, <laughs> as you do. Uh, I, I have an idea for a TV show called How I Met Your Metha, which is uh, <laughs> uh, it's a, it's it's recounting the story of how uh, uh, the 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 lead character met his meth head. Uh, 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 lodger who lives in the in the apartment above his garage um and it's mostly um you can tell which season of the show you're on by how many teeth the meth head character will have left <laughs> uh, i mean my... my my show pitch would be the sitcom i'm writing so all right that's that i, I have three episodes written and a part written for uh brandon <laughs> is it uh is it a sitcom about a bunch of uh a crazy mismatched friends uh living in new york and their various romantic entanglements and maybe one of them gets a pet monkey at some point uh, damn, it. damn it one of them works in a coffee pretty much shop. nailed it yeah that that already exists though no so, uh mine uh <clears throat> uh always sunny is always pitched as the uh as seinfeld on crack Mm-hmm. Mine is kind of cheers on crack. Um, that is also it's always sunny in Philadelphia though because they literally uh, own a bar. No, <laughs> I don't, it's, 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 don't get uh, me wrong. Mine's at a, mine's at a diner, and okay. uh, it's called the Regulars, and uh, it's about their bowel movements. Yes, nice. <laughs> I dig it. Uh, my, my concept uh, for a TV show would be called Pretend. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah, we have to do a show, don't we? Uh, welcome to Mario Crack yeah. Analysis. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll pick our favorite Mario Mario Crack car- characters and then delve into uh, our short and shivery with the very long... You know, we got all the plugs out of the way at the beginning, so isn't that nice? You don't have to hear them at the end. We might remind you yeah. at the end, some of them. Oh, I'm definitely going to plug again at the end and maybe once in the middle. My favorite Mario Crack character is Dry Bones. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like dry bones? Because crack kills everybody. <laughs> but but dry bones was so tenacious he just kept going. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Wario Kane, uh, <laughs> who uh, is just this big guy who does a bunch of cocaine uh, and plays tennis because he remembered playing tennis in high school. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of uh, of Captain Lou Albano <laughs> Mario that's in this game because he just drives around and looks at the other characters and goes and remember when you do drugs you go to hell before you die <laughs> and then he does a bunch of drugs yeah Mario, so, Mario lay off dude like calm down it's what it would it'd be it'd be cocaine Mario Kart where the goal is 
all of the weapons are bags of cocaine, and if other people drive into them, they have to stop to do the cocaine. So the trick is to make sure you're always in first place. So you, it's the only way so you can avoid... So you literally hit a bump in the road? <laughs> <laughs> ah, you are also fired. Wait, you... Wait. <laughs> you're what? fired. You're double fired now. Um, um... Oh, Brandon, I, I, uh, this is just between you and me. Don't worry, I've, I've muted everybody else in the call. You're, you're rehired. It's okay. From uh, something that I have, that I own thirty three percent of. What? I mean, Start clearing your desk because you're <laughs> out of here. No, they weren't supposed I, to. Here, fuck. I, okay. I uh, certainly wasn't privy to any conversation that you just had. Definitely clear your desk because you're definitely fired. So we are reading pretend. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Uh, Rating 9.2. Let's hope that it lives up to that. This is continuing our saga of of trying to understand why stories on creepypasta.com are as highly rated as they are because while uh, other stories that should get a lot more love are are wallowing in in obscurity and and sadness and stupid comments. Um, So... I've never read this one before. This was brought up. This was loaded on brought to the website at least on January fourth, twenty thirteen. So we're gonna. So so Ben, how uh-huh. we're, how we're gonna do this is uh, we go through these popcorn styles. So we read it paragraph by paragraph, and if we need to stop okay. and talk about what we've just read, we will do that. Um, oh, so kind of my dad wrote a porno style. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> except except it will be better than my dad wrote a porno because I won't lose interest three episodes in. Ooh, sick burn. Oh, sick shit. burn on that multi-billion listener podcast that has a book deal now. Is is that so? I've never heard it. <laughs> it's yeah. a very it's a very popular. It's a bunch of British comedians talking about the the porno that one of their dads literally wrote. I mean, like a like a like a Fifty Shades stuff. Listen, this isn't this isn't the pitch. Like pitch another podcast you want to listen uh, to. I Alan. thought this. I thought we were gonna just pitch everything and everything under the sun. I mean, like we already do that. Hey, hey, everyone, uh, 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 box. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to hour seven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, where, where I pitch you the concept of pliers. <laughs> <laughs> just, pliers as an abstract rather than as a physical. Right. Item. Um, as as a Platonian object, yeah. <laughs> the form of pliers. Um, I'm what? pitching a I'm pitching a tent for us reading this goddamn story Ooh. now. Yes, you so are. So I'm gonna start it. Are you erect? Usually. Always. <laughs> Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Bloody hell. Uh, Luke stepped out of the warm comfort of his best friend's house into the cold winter air. The sun was quickly slipped uh, beneath the horizon, and the trees of the forest cast long, twisted shadows across the yard. Luke said goodbye to his friend and thanked his mother for having him over. As their goodbyes drew to a close, the door swung shut, and a silence fell over the le- uh, fall over Luke fell over the lake. Then. <laughs> He stared across the lawn into the twilight forest that awaited him. It was the it was only fifteen minute only a fifteen minute walk from his friend's house to his own, and he had made the walk countless times before. But as he watched the night descend upon the world, something sinister began to fill 
the shadows. So and a skeleton popped out. <laughs> and he was so attacked by Spooky Jake. <laughs> <laughs> so we have some very uh, wordy opening here, <clears throat> and it's also yeah. in um, uh, third person. So there's that. It's doing a very good job of kind of setting. Uh, it, it, it's very typical, like life stuff, like uh, you know, best friend's house, going home, walking home, like trying to set a scene. I don't feel so much like it's setting mood. I, the, the something sinister is a hint of what is to come, but there's not a lot of mood in this opening uh, paragraph. It's it's kind of uh, it's like a police report of what happened. <laughs> If the police report, a, 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 a very verbose police report. <laughs> yes, it's it, it's like if Tolkien were a, a, a were a police report typist. <laughs> um, I was going to say I have no idea what time period this is set in because of the way the writing is. I'm like, uh, warm comfort in his friend's house, cold winter air. For all I know, this could be Luke could be visiting his uh his his friend's cabin in like 1860. I think it's I that just... one. I think it's that one Campbell's chicken noodle soup commercial where the kid comes in out of the snow and he's a snowman and then he eats the chicken noodle soup and becomes a little boy again. I I'm pretty confident that this is uh, set a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and we're looking at a young Luke Skywalker return, like heading back uh, to his uh, uncle Owen and Aunt Beru's uh, moisture farm on uh, on Tatooine. Yeah, the, that rare you know winter winter season, like that week of winter that happens on Tatooine where it snows. Yeah, well, you don't. You don't it, know what qualifies for winter on. You know, right, right before Life Day. <laughs> yeah, it's in the same way that Los Angeles gets exactly seven minutes of rainfall a year. Uh, I think Tatooine gets maybe like ten to fifteen minutes of snowfall. Uh, and then the Jawas steal all of it. Yeah, and then they sell it. That's that's how you get ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on, uh, on Tatooine. I would like to point out. Uh, my exposure to creepypastas is is limited to uh, stuff I've read that my friends have written um, and stuff that has gone super viral. So my assumption, not having read ahead, because I'm literally reading this for the first time with you guys, I assume that either the aforementioned spooky Jake is going to come out and stab Luke to death with a large butcher's knife, or he's going to find a haunted Pokemon cartridge. There's really Those are really the only <laughs> two options for creepy creepypasta, I think. Uh, th- this is not going to be a a haunted cartridge, but I don't know that it's going to be the other. He might get stabbed with a haunted cartridge. It yeah. might be somewhere in in the middle. Spooky Jake has like he has he has a a, a gently cursed copy of Battletoads Battle Maniacs that he bludgeons <laughs> Luke to death with. Uh, uh, Luke knew what was coming next. <coughs> it didn't happen often, but he knew tonight it would be coming for him. There was an ex- he could he could uh, he could even he could even feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh, oh lord! Sorry, that's a joke that only people from Britain will get. <laughs> I'll laugh anyway. There was Thank an you. acute sense of dread in the air, and he could almost feel its gaze watching him from the ever lengthening shadows. Luke stepped off his friend's porch and into the night. So he hasn't even left his friend's house yet? I thought he'd already started walking. He, uh... You know, he, he hesitation is a terrible factor he, for some people. He started out across the lawn into the twilight. Um, and then he's leaving the porch now, so... Wait, oh yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he jerked backwards in time. Guys, this is a time distortion story. 
Gotcha. So it's time splitters two. Gotcha. He stared. He stared out across the lawn. Uh, Would you say he hmm. looked across the lawn? <laughs> Thank you for the pity laugh. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> Luke, pity laugh, everybody. Luke Oops. crossed the thirty yards <laughs> from the porch <laughs> to the beginning of the forest path with little incident. But as he entered the woods, he entered another realm. <laughs> he, he, realm. he found the warp zone? He, and, and he stepped into the twilight zone. No longer, did he li- no longer did he live in the world of modern conveniences. <laughs> where a warm, bright home was only a short walk away. In its stead was a primeval existence, where danger lurked in every shadow. And his only salvation... Was a night's march away. Hey, hey, future in, twi- in the twilight. into the twilight zone. Yeah, <laughs> straight, straight up. That's exactly. Hey, hey, no, you, you could have gone with his only salvation was the night gallery. <laughs> hey, 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 future David, can you can you put the twilight zone theme with the theme to Clarissa <laughs> explains it all? Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> Notice that Ben is about to read a paragraph that starts out just like every other paragraph that has been read. Look. Yes, there's a lot of it. There's, I have to say, there's a lot of a story that hasn't happened yet, and we are four paragraphs deep. Um, this, yep. is a, this, is, this is a chunky, this is a king-sized paragraph. Are we ready for this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. ready. Luke had been walking for a little over a minute when it began. Far in the distance, standing between two trees, it was there, standing motionless, watching him, its twisted figure lit by the dying rays of the sun. No sooner had Luke seen it than it was gone, and with it vanished the last vestiges of daylight. The hunt was on. Luke began to move faster, but he had to hold himself back, knowing if he broke into a run it would soon chase him down. This was not Luke's first time seeing the thing, and after enough encounters, he had learned the rules. It was, he was, it was how to sentence start, Ben. He was not to run or scream, or it would be angry. If it was angry, Luke received a deep gash on his arm or on his leg. Luke had been fortunate to never anger it further. Luke knew if he kept calm and walked home, the thing would not punish him. Weird use of a semicolon in the middle of that <laughs> sentence. What are you doing, author of this story? It would be terrifying, but he would arrive home alive. I want to read that story, that last line with a bit of an Alan Partridge lilt. It would be terrifying, but he'd arrive home alive. <laughs> That's like... So, so what? Now the story is happening, and that there's this there's this creature that Luke has encountered before. Yeah, it's, it's a dragon. I, it's I was a dragon. Gonna, you think it's a dragon? I'm thinking. I was thinking angry. It's an Jawa. angry dragon. It's an angry dragon. <laughs> God damn it! The memes. I Just an angry dragon. dragon standing out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I don't have anything to say other than it got very weird very quickly. <laughs> Um, and the writing is starting like just in terms of like sentence structure like the again the bizarre use of the semicolon in the middle of that sentence there's a lot of weird commas uh on on in this particular paragraph um yeah, there's a weird tonal shift where 
like the first three paragraphs uh, were were very much so. Uh, the narrator was American, and then all of a sudden in the fourth paragraph he became English. I don't know what the fuck the deal was. Yeah, that was very, very odd. Um, it's... it's the, We're encountering this kind of common trope in uh, in horror where you don't really tell the audience what they're seeing. You just kind of say, here it is, and Luke's afraid of it, so you should be afraid of it too. Mm-hmm. And I don't I still don't know what it is. I have zero uh, concept of of what it is, other than the hunt is on. Which I guess, like, I guess he's Luke has walked into a music video from the eighties by a hair metal band. Like, I don't know what the, um, is um, happening. So, so uh, I think what you're talking about is like this weird forced perspective thing. Where do you think that the story is going to pull out, and then you're <laughs> and the story is going to pull out, and then we figure out what the thing is, and then you're and then it's just like it was this thing all along, and then it's like a twist. Do you think it that turns that's... out that Luke was the hunter all along? It's something like that. Well, yeah. not even necessarily that. Just like. Oh, it turns out it was the 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 angry dragon was Luke's father. Yeah, <laughs> and that dragon's uh, name was Anakin. If you and, don't know what an angry dragon is, I'll explain it. No, so, I, I'm ignorant to the angry dragon. All right, uh, this is. I think this is a good refresher for anybody uh, who is new to undercooked analysis. Anyway, so this is just for this is as much for the audience's benefit as it is for. <laughs> For beds, so. Oh, good because I'm sure, I'm sure long-time listeners love having things that they're already very familiar with explained in excruciating detail. Well, they do, or they wouldn't listen to this show. Bazinga! <laughs> okay, yeah. Do you, do you want to explain what an angry dragon is, maybe, Alan? Uh, uh it's a sushi roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that explains everything. Mm-hmm. Let me. Let me pull up the exact Urban Dictionary definition for everybody. All right. And uh, and while he does that, I'll read. We're at the first time in forever, right? uh, I believe. Wait, have I read? I did read a paragraph. Yeah. Okay. It was the first time in forever. Um, It was the first time he saw it. Uh, The first time he saw it, he had run home with his heart ready to rip itself out of his chest. He received a nasty cut down his leg for his troubles and he arrived home dirty, bloody, and trembling, <laughs> just like my ex-wife. Oh! Uh, <laughs> he stumbled. He had stumbled into the house and sunk onto the floor, shaking and crying, just like my ex-wife. Oh, he, when he was told his, when he told his mother what had happened. She dismissed the whole thing as a product of his overactive imagination. She dismissed, she she, dismissed it as a product of his underproductive marriage. Since <laughs> 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 so we're rolling uh, with that bit. She promised to get rid of the thorn bush that had scratched him and told him to calm down. Calm he down. was being hysterical. <laughs> he, since then, he had stopped telling his mom when he saw it. And when the thing cut him, he hid it from her. Not only did his mother blame his imagination, but so did everyone else he tried to tell. His father, his brother, even his best friend blamed his overactive imagination. His father and brother had told him to stop playing pretend. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. 
All right. <laughs> <laughs> to, to briefly explain another meme, uh, you're supposed to say, oh, shit, when the name of a story is set within a story. Oh, I get, that's, that's the name of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think okay. of it. Think of it like uh, the secret word from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Instead of yeah. screaming, we scream profanities. Do we want? Okay, so I'm going to do an oh shit, and you can just like edit it with podcast editing magic so that it overlaps with all the other oh shits. Okay, you ready? Okay, Here, yeah, 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 here's my uh, tech. Oh shit! How's that? And then, da- and then, David, do not edit any of that and keep all of that in <laughs> as is. <laughs> I think I'm going to incredibly father, his father and brother had told him to stop playing pretend. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Was that good? Yeah. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Was that good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- those are good. And at his age, he's, he says, as we all say, oh, shit, really oh, immaturely. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, Luke was alone with his twisted companion. Again, okay, so the thing that bugs me about this paragraph is, like, we are in currently, Luke, in the current in the current time frame, the now moment, let Luke is engaged in this walk home where he's being hunted, and at this point the author has gone, you know what would be really good right now? He's a flashback! And no, 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 I don't jive with that, Turkey. I'm not happy with that jive, cat. you dig? Yes, thank you. Can I'm you not on this. I am not on this particular trolley. No, you're not in yeah. San Francisco. We established that you're back here. No, so I'm, in, I'm back in LA. Yeah, yeah. The flashback should have been first. The, the, the flashback. The, the flashback. The flashback occurrences should have been the, mentioned the beforehand. Yeah. yeah, the backwash should have happened beforehand, and yeah. then we should be brought up to present time. But they wanted to put the story. The interesting part at the beginning, you know. They well, to get I up, wish get up, they put would. The body in motion. Anyway, I wish they would put the uh, interesting part because we haven't hit it yet. I don't want to be savage. Yes. But... Yeah, yeah. You can, no, you can be savage. You're allowed. We're we're just being honest. We're just a bunch right. of fucking guys with opinions. This 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 story has been rated nine point two. I would rate it nine, as in the German word nine, meaning no. <laughs> point poo, as in poop from a butt. Right tonight now because so, it's not um, that was bad and I won't apologize for it. But you, uh, we've had so much worse on this show, dude. It's okay. So, and Alan, I wasn't saying it's bad because like ooh controversial. I was saying it's bad and that it wasn't funny. What I just oh, said. Okay. I was, no, no, I know, I know what you mean. Immediately, can, can we can we get that uh, textbook definition of what an angry dragon is now? Immediately after you blow your load in a girl's mouth. Cool. Smack the back of her head and make it come out of her nose. When she gets up, she'll look like an angry dragon. There you go. I didn't need to know that particularly. <laughs> I was, I was, I was living my life uh, blissfully ignorant of what an angry dragon was, and you guys have sullied me. You've sullied me. Uh, I am sullied. That I have been transformed into one of the lead characters from the hit Pixar movie Monsters Incorporated. I thought you were gonna throw a Game of Thrones reference in there with the Unsullied, but you can't even be one of those anymore. I, I've never... I've seen exactly seven seconds of Game of Thrones. Was it the seven seconds where it went... Yeah, that was that, yeah. Good, okay. Did you see the seven seconds when the the little person gave the other guy an angry dragon? 
No, you're 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 mistaking that with uh, Peter Dinklage's appearance in the uh, British dark comedy uh, Death at a Funeral. Mm. Okay, that joke well, works when you understand when you know the reference I'm I'm referring I, to. I got it. Putting it the movie. Alan gets it, and I'm putting it on the to watch list. Uh, the walk was stretching into an eternity for Luke. Oh no, wait, did I? No, Luke. Yeah. You, oh, you're going to have to read the thing that you're going to need to read the thing that starts with Luke. Oh, wait, should I be more specific than that? <laughs> I, there is one thing I do want to, because we're quite a way into this story and I really, I don't know the name of the principal character in this thing. I wish this guy had written it 17 or 18,000 times in the first, first six or seven. Well, parallel. I mean, it'll pop up. Keep looking. Um, <laughs> oh, all right, let me let me let me start this next. Let, let me get let me get this rolling. Let me get this rolling. Okay, Antoine continued onward, trying to contain his fear. <laughs> Every second, he fought the urge to scream and run for his life. Uh, Albrecht knew that at any moment it could appear. He might turn a corner, and it would be in the middle of the path. He might glance to the side and see it behind the nearest tree. But no matter what he, no matter what, he never saw it for long. Carlisle was not even sure what it looked like, as it never stayed in sight long enough for him to set its appearance into his memory. But although he rarely saw it, its presence never left. Whether it was, a no- it was noxious smells of filth and blood, ragged panting, or drooling, Tom knew the thing was always close by. So, so one thing that we might want to explain to Ben is that oftentimes in Creepypasta, it is extremely advantageous to set something in first person because uh, it's it's more about a lived experience. Yeah. And so this this adds a whole layer between us and the narrator that we really don't want there. Yeah. Stylistically. The, yeah. I mean, I've, I very, very occasionally, I don't write horror very often because I don't think I'm very good at it because I, I, I don't get scared by the stuff that I write that scares other people. Um, so I, I don't write horror because I have difficulty getting into the mindset of it, but the few times I have played with horror, it has been from a first person perspective on Twitter, um, which always gets very, very positive reactions. Um, I, 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 this, there's, there's this layer between us and Luke, uh, where we're being told that this is a menacing situation and I'm not feeling it. Like, I don't feel like Lucy, Luke, like Lucy, uh, Lucy Miller is in danger here in this story. <laughs> Doctor yeah, Who Jeb- reference for you. Yeah, I don't think Jebediah is in, in very much trouble here. Yeah, Darius is going to be fine. Who's is the next paragraph? Uh, Alan. Alan. Okay. <clears throat> the walk was stretching into an eternity for Beauregard. Um... <laughs> He felt as though he had left his friend's house hours ago, and yet it seemed there were miles and miles left to walk until he was home. Reginald began to pick up the pace a little, and as a step quickened, he heard a shuffling gait behind him begin to rustle the leaves. This was incredibly odd, as he had never heard its footsteps before. They were close, but not so close that Thomas was considering bolting. Oddly, these heavy footfalls made Jeffrey feel better. Uh, he knew he couldn't possibly be imagining them. He could hear leaves rustling and crunch beneath his pursuer's feet. He could hear it physically impacting the world. Surely that couldn't be his imagination. 
And that last one wasn't a name. That's <laughs> <laughs> it could be his imagination. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so so this is reminding me of something. The beginning paragraphs had very flowery language, and then that kind of like dropped off. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think is what tends to happen a lot of the times when people use flowery language. They're like, shit, I get, it's like a boxing match, and they come out of the gate swinging, and they get, get kind of tired of it. I used all my yeah. $3 words, and I'm out of money. Um, yeah. Damn it! Okay. Unlike unlike a certain unlike a certain goopy story where they kept occasionally bringing up goop and dark goop <laughs> and not, syrupy goopy no, anger. You've opened an entire can of goop there. Now no one's. Gonna, I did. Now they're going to bring it up forever. Everybody who who comments on the YouTube version of this podcast. Oh no! Oh, damn it. I, I, it's going to be think, everywhere. Was... We're going to get ants. We're gonna, we're going to freeing goop everywhere i was thinking about this earlier as like fucking women with their complex lady goops that they get for their skin you know what goops i have i have toothpaste that's one of my goops i have shampoo and conditioner mixed into one bottle and then i have and yeah sham goop and then i also have uh soap those are my goops. Those are the principal goops. Uh, People, hello, you don't uh, need any other goops. Hi, uh, point of order. I am a uh, a male-identifying individual living in uh, the year of our Lord 2017, and I have a selection of goops. A selection of hot and cold goops from the buffet, as it were. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fierce proponent of Lush, and Lush's range of uh, lotions, uh, tonics, and indeed goops. Uh, and there is, I, I mean, I have uh, something called Helping Hand, which I use to moisturize my hands. I use Kalamazoo. Oh, is that what it's for? Is that yes, what it's I for? do. Yes, Helping it is. Helping Hand. It is. It is. That is exactly what it's for. And I shall take no further no further questions to that point. Uh, I use a. I have a beard um, uh, lotion called Kalamazoo that I use. Um, Kalamazoo, if you will. Um, I have a, a a hard perfume called Dirty, which is a delightfully ironic name, <laughs> which I use to make myself smell a little bit like I've um, fallen into a, a big old pile of peppermint. Uh, I use a selection of goops, and I'm proud to be a male Guys. goop user. Guys. Yeah? Pudding is the best goop. <laughs> oh, do you want to know the best pudding that exists? In England... You can go into any supermarket. No, and I'm already sh- against this. Shush sh- 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 your lips up. You're going to be wrong about this, and you're about to find out why. You can get Rolo pudding in the UK, which okay. has ca- caramel pudding at the bottom and chocolate pudding on top. And it's British, so you know it's good. It's not that waxy American bullshit. It is the real thing. The, 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 thing, the thing you need to know, uh, Ben, is that uh, Brandon doesn't eat anything other than Jerry's Pizza. Well, I think Jerry would have something to say about that. You should get your own goddamn pizza. <laughs> oh, like uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, Good choices. No. The, the if you somehow, my hero. If you somehow put gravy onto a Jerry's pizza. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Has think. anyone? Did you, can you have you, you tried like that? Have you tried customer, that new? Can you go and like tell Jerry to put gravy on a pizza just to see how that would be? Hey, have you guys tried Jerry's Thanksgiving pizza? It's got turkey, it's got stuffing, it's got gravy. Have I tried it? I used to play bass for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. Hey, no, no. Alan, you get a promotion. Yes. 
a promotion, uh, two Jerry's uh, turkey pizzas for the price of one. Uh, should I crack on with the next paragraph so that we can get on with our tiny little lives? Uh, did we finish that paragraph? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. This is uh, uh, this is a boring story. We have to lighten it up. We have to yeah, liven it, it up. I'm gonna crack on. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a variety of silly voices with uh, with my paragraphs from now on, just to try to add a bit of a uh, bit of flair and variety. Well, I mean, <clears> do, you, do your do your best uh, southern accent. I was thinking Moss from the IT Crowd actually was kind of my was I'm, my next one. I'm also good with that, but at some point. You can do that, and then we'll all embarrass ourselves trying to do our also, British accents. I can do an American accent. In a, in a story that... I just have to point this out. Okay. In a story that it apparently takes eight minutes to read, uh, the name Luke is said 55 times. <laughs> <laughs> they say the... Luke in this one story more times than Luke Skywalker's name is said in the entire Star Wars trilogy. Probably. Considering there's an entire scene in the uh, Death Star uh, trash compactor where they just yell, Luke! Luke! Yeah, that's Luke! actually impressive. over and over again. Like, that's... It's weird that that scene goes on for two and a half hours, though. Does anyone else find that scene weirdly like lengthened? And they only made it longer for the 97 special edition of the movie. Did they? And then they stop saying Luke's name and they say the name of my girlfriend, ex-girlfriend who died. Yeah, it's really weird. Um... <laughs> How many times did they say Luke in this story again? Fifty-five. Fifty-five. Jesus Christ. This is the, uh, his this his is name is not mentioned once. This is Huntsville camping trip all over again, except with Luke. Okay. This is Huntsville luking trip. So that's that's about seven Lukes per minute if you're reading the story. It's <laughs> <laughs> so about seven point two Lukes per capita. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> go, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna read this in go American for it, accent. Man. Go for it. Time dragged on. And Luke could hear the footsteps growing closer and closer. His already strained heart began to beat even faster. After a while, Luke could hear the footsteps directly behind him. The thing was just waiting for Luke to turn around and look at it. But he would not succumb. He knew as soon as he stopped or looked behind him, the thing would devour him. Just as Luke was ready to give in and run for it, the footsteps stopped. Luke was so surprised he faltered. And as he slowed, he felt the thing's breath brush against his neck. As the acrid fumes swept around him, he almost fainted. But by some miracle, he was able to keep his feet. Luke gathered his senses and kept on walking. Behind him, the thing let out a murderous shriek. As though it were angered, Luke had not succumbed to his taunts. In a world where one man will risk everything, Luke <laughs> will be eaten by a fucking cowboy. <laughs> I don't know why I put so much gravel on that. I start. I think it's because I think I'm coming down with something. My throat's been a little bit <clears throat> today. That was a that was a damn damn good uh, Clint Eastwood, though. I gotta say. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Man, man, anyone seen Sully? <laughs> Speaking of Clint Eastwood, I it's a cool uh, movie. No, I haven't. There's a plane, and like he crashes it into New York, and then he wakes up because it was just a dream. That's a little anticlimactic. Uh, then there's a part where he gets shaving cream. Movie. It's a cool movie. <laughs> See, 
See, see that's guy, the movie. See, see, after he lands the plane and the guy goes out and gets him shaving cream, that guy getting the shaving cream, that's the movie. <laughs> um, Luke was more frightened than ever, but he refused to give into the thing. Uh, the thing being, of course, the, the Fantastic Four character who's now think- pursuing Luke. I was thinking the John Carpenter thing. He didn't want to become assimilated into the That's thing. That's too on the nose. This is a creepypasta, and, and, and the thing is one of these seminal cinematic Complete creepypastas of our time. Different genres of horror, so yeah. it's fine. Two um, on the nose. <laughs> two noses. Three noses. The thing, the thing had, because it's assimilating people. Two noses, one cup. <laughs> two Lukes, one... One hand's in his pocket. Uh, Jebediah shoved his hands into his pocket, stared at his shoes, and picked up the pace. Uh, uh, Dalton. Dalton, that's a good one. Kept, uh, kept reading his books. Dalton kept on his way for several minutes. And for several minutes, all was quiet. Uh, uh, Corinthians began to hope... <laughs> That tonight's nightmare was over. He raised his hand to his head to check his surroundings. His eyes fell upon the the feet of his pursuer. It was standing there in the middle of the path, waiting for him. Tupac refused to look. <laughs> he stared at, the, at its vile feet, refusing to meet its demonic gaze. Its feet were sick and disfigured, with yellow, cracked talons protruding from them. The largest one was curved like a raptor's fucking feathers <laughs> and, and stained with blood. The skin was a sickly pale, uh, pale yellow and covered in pockmarks and warts. Its arched, uh, the arch of its foot was inhuman and twisted almost like a coiled spring. Uh, uh RuPaul's RuPaul's Drag Race was almost sick, but again, he found a way to keep himself under control. Um, clearly, well, this guy is a has a problem because he's well, not a problem. Clearly, this guy's a proclivity because he's just staring at this monster's feet, and he can't stop staring at this monster's feet. Let's have some fun. Its feet were sick. <laughs> I want to take a ride on your disco stick. <laughs> Maybe maybe he's like he's he's got a fetish for feet and Argonian maids. Yes. Don't we all? Uh, who, who doesn't ha- appreciate Argonian maids, though? I mean, yeah, but you and, you, and, and takes, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> but to to appreciate the the feet of Argonian maids is a step higher, you know. What about Argonian? What about uh, Argonian bards? What about Argonian males? Argonian males. Argonian males. Argonian males. Argonian males. Argonian males. Uh, is it me? Yeah, I think so. When you see them come, I better run for cover, girl. You Girls, don't you need. don't need a weekend lover. Argonian males. You guys are precious. <laughs> I love you. Almost as soon as Luke had taken in the thing's sick feet. They were gone. Luke had... Oh, I'm sorry. I, I misread that. Um, Dawson could take no more. He broke into a run. He didn't want to wait for his life to be over. <laughs> to be over? 
<laughs> he knew the thing would be uh, furious, but no longer cared. He just wanted the terror to end. As he ran, he heard the thing stomping behind him. Its footfalls, footfalls were thunderous, and it let out a bloody shriek. John could hear the fury in its cry, and it drove him to run even faster. Richard could, could tell it, it was close to home. He could hold out for 30, 30 more seconds. He could make it out of the woods. The thing's footfalls drew oh! closer. Oh! And Shaggy... Sorry. What? I know. I've just get... I know the twist. I've just figured out the twist. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear my, my theory about the twist? Yeah, let's yeah. do twist theory. Do the twist. Do, 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 do. Oh, that's right. That's the hustle. Um, <laughs> uh, I, okay, so, so much nothing has happened, and there's been such a, uh, like a, 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 a there's kind of a, an, an, an excess of underwhelming scene setting and storytelling and trying to trying to like make us feel like this thing that is pursuing Luke uh, is this big scary monster, but we're giving very little in the way of actual description. Uh-huh. Um, part of me feels like I think Luke is the monster in this story. Mm. I don't think that whatever it is that is chasing Luke is... A monster. What I a think. Twist. Yeah, I th- I think we're getting Planet of the Apes here. By the, I mean, and by which I mean the book, not the film. Uh, there's a reference everyone can enjoy. There's a lot of Planet of the Apes now, and yeah, well, all of them, about... even retroactively, the ones from like you know, the sixties, uh, seventies, the Keep dog going. barking. Yeah. Uh, where all of them are now retroactively have uh, Andy Serkis in them, so yeah, yeah. Is he in the book? Yeah, yes. They, they, they he, he's in the book now. The books have now actually all been written by Andy Serkis. If you look at the author credit, you're going to see Andy Serkis. That's We're living in that know. universe now, and it's and it's edited by Andy Dick. My no, my assumption is that um, how this is going to end is Luke is going to be caught by the thing. Because he was running, and uh, the thing is going to eat him, and it's going to turn into one of those really weird uh, vor hentais. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. Um, I don't. I, I hope it. I hope it's not as stupid as what Ben is suggesting. <laughs> I'm inclined for it. I, it could be either or. The story really has to surprise me, though, if it's going to keep my interest. Because this is. This is pretty, uh, you know, we're 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 just kind of slogging our way through it. If there's there's a reason there's a lot more banter in this episode than in in other ones we've done, and that's because uh, we 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 increasingly are loving the banter more than the stories so, we're reading. So, so yeah, because we've been reading these creepypasta.com ones, and they have just been tack biscuits on top of tack biscuits when all you've eaten all week is tack biscuits. Man, hard tack, baked beans, baked beans, salt pork. We're we're living like sailors here, you guys. We've been at sea for months. Uh, and we, we and we're look. we're wanting some lemons and some limes to zest up our life. But the scurvy is really starting to kick in. Um, I'm sorry. Should should I keep going? I'd say so. No, uh, please go. Please continue your pointless, incessant prattle. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's all I was asking for. Uh, I can't remember where it was. Uh, Shaggy could tell he was home. <laughs> <laughs> he was told he was he was 
He, oh, yeah, I read that bit already. Things felt almost different. And Shaggy was almost ready to give up. His legs were moving slower and slower by the second. His lungs were burning. His, palms, his palms weak. <laughs> um, arms heavy. Arms heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. And his face was Nervous. really cold. Okay. As though his blood were seeping out of it. Uh, Fred caught sight of the edge of the woods and with one maniacal last burst of energy kept going. He heard the thing closing in. Its screams grew frenzied as it prepared to kill. But just as Velma began to feel the thing's claw sink into his shoulders, he burst beyond the tree line and onto his own lawn. <gasps> oh, it's here! Um, <laughs> the sound of the thing. Gracie? Guys, I'm so bored I just ordered a pizza. Did you? Did you order yes, it? Yes, I did. Did you order it from Jerry's? That, that, no, no, I... That, yes. If you no. order a pizza, that might, like, fill you up if you're hungry, but I don't know that that's going to, like, deal with your boredom Save problem. my boredom? It depends on what I do to pass the time. <clears throat> it's got, that's got to be a really entertaining pizza. That depends. <laughs> Are you going to fuck the pizza? <laughs> a gentleman never tells. <laughs> yes. <laughs> American uh, Pizza Pie Tom Waits stumbled to his porch <laughs> wheezing, the whole, wheezing the whole way But that's just how he sings um, He dragged himself onto the steps and collapsed Trembling as adrenaline coursed through his exhausted body uh, Simon Garfunkel lay there in silence, trying to recover from his horrid experience when, from the woods, uh, Sonny Bono heard a rabbit snuffling. He raised his head, dreading what he might see. From out of the woods emerged the thing. Uh, Forrest Whitaker had no idea what to do. <laughs> the thing always disappeared when he left the woods. The thing had broken its own rules. And... Terrence Howard was too exhausted to do anything but watch it draw closer to him. I'm not terror. This is not scary at all. There's, it's just, there's no tension. There's no real sense of mood. Again, it reads like a very clinical description. It feels like I'm reading a medical report. And you know, that, that wouldn't be a problem if it was uh, in some way... Uh, like if it was an actual police report of some kind, yeah, if there are was, ways of doing like yeah, like the, the SCP Foundation, not... SCP exactly. Foundation, like build that's their bread and butter. That's something that they're very good at taking that format and that formula and using it to their advantage. But this is just here's some stuff that happens, and there's a monster. Whoa, be scared because I said you should be. Like it doesn't. There's no tension here. It, it's the wrong writing format. For the wrong story. Yeah. Uh, Whose who's is the next paragraph? Uh, yours. Mine. Okay. I'm not going to do a voice this time. Uh, because when I do a voice, I, f I forget to say the actual name as opposed to the imaginary one we created earlier, which was Luke. Um, His name does not come up miraculously in this paragraph. This is the paragraph. As soon as I unmute my mic while trying to silence the dog, she starts barking again. I apologize. You are um, absolutely fine. I will make sure that all gets edited out in post. Just are you gonna uh just like use the, the, the dog bark filter on Audacity? Uh I have a dog bark filter right here. 
Are you flipping? Are you flipping? <laughs> I was going to say, are you, are you, are you flipping me off right now? Because I can't see it. No, no. <laughs> we, we had a or just, or just wildly wagging your genitals. <laughs> God damn it. Um, uh, but Ben, sorry about the interruption. Go, go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, as it came closer, he began to see it in ever greater detail as it stepped into his porch light. I'm just going up and down with it now. Uh, the thing was hideous beyond belief. It was disgusting and unnatural. It had one huge red eye in the middle of its face. Okay, maybe it's not human. Below it was a crooked gash of a mouth that hung open, revealing a veritable hacksaw of black and bloody teeth. It had no nose or ears, and its head was covered in limp spikes. What? Limp spikes. It is not aroused by the hunt. Apparently it's, not. It just bogus. got out of the shower, guys. Give it a break. <laughs> I was in the pool. I was in the pool. I forgot to turn the jets on in the hot tub. Um, <laughs> its shoulders were uneven as one arm was gimpy. And the, ooh, that's a bad choice of words. And the shoulder twisted. The arm was withered and hung by the creature's side. Its other arm was massive and had claws matching those on its feet. The claws extended down to the ground and dragged as it marched forward. Its spine was twisted, and it seemed a miracle that the thing could even walk. So when did this turn into Parasite Eve fanfiction? It's, you pretty, know, it's pretty garbage. I, I, I don't think it would be too bad if it was surrounded by stuff that was better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because there's not... There's some actual interesting descriptions going on there. Yeah. But the, the fact of the matter is we've just read so much that has not pulled me in that I'm not charitable to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I concur. Uh, it's a frustrating scenario. But um, Max started... Uh, st- Max stared in horror as I, it Before approached. you continue... I just want to officially rescind my uh, theory that the monster is a man uh, because it's we've had too many like specific descriptions of the monster. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to rescind that. and I'm going to apologize to the one eyed uh, monster community who uh, may feel maligned or uh, offended by my words. I uh, I acted rashly. Um, I. I didn't really think things through, and I hope in time you can forgive me. Um, I'm going to be withdrawing from the public eye for a while to spend some time with my pizza. Thank you for understanding. Hey, also, we all also, know, we all also know by now gay. that the best... Yeah, <laughs> damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, and I'm gay. Um... <laughs> I don't remember if that happened, but if it did, Kevin, oopsie doodle. Kevin... Anyway, I'm totally Kevin, gay. Kevin Spacey gets pulled over. Sir, do you know how fast you're going? I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) Mac stared in horror as it approached. He knew he was facing his death. He was too physically and mentally exhausted to do anything but stare into the disfigured face of death. You already said that in the last paragraph. You're repeating yourself. Get to the point! But extraordinarily, as the thing drew within five feet of him, it stopped. It stopped and stared at him. Justin did not know for how long they could keep eye contact, but after a while, the thing simply turned and ran off into the woods, far faster 
than Ben ever thought its twisted frame could move. I was thinking that. <clears throat> Guys, my pizza's out for delivery. Oh, that's good. more that's interesting. Good. That is more interesting than anything we could possibly have to say about the paragraph we what, just read. What, what did you order on pizza? Yeah, that's what I was uh, about to ask. Uh, it's uh, Papa John's. I, I have ordered enough pizzas that oh. I'm entitled to a free pizza. Papa John's is, is a lot better than it used to be. I um, agree. Yes, uh, I agree. I went for well. a premium chicken because I get... <laughs> I'm entitled to... I love the... Dog. Papa John's. Just like, we know our pizza used to be bad and we apologized. Also, we're all gay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no. Hey everyone, you like you like listening to the cooked analysis? Maybe consider buying Papa John's box. <laughs> Papa John's. We're all gay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got, actually, just just quickly before we continue, I just want to read the sponsorships. This week's episode of Undercooked Analysis is sponsored by uh, Papa John's. Oh, oh no! No, I'm oh. Oh. Yee, yee. This week's episode of Undercooked. <laughs> David, you're going to have to go over every time that Ben mentions Domino's and just have him go like Papa John's. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. Samwise, the... lay there for some time <laughs> until he could muster the energy to stumble into his home. When he returned, his mother's only remark was that he was late and he should know better than to make her worry like that. Frodo numbly stumbled into his room and collapsed. He did not sleep soundly that night, nor would he for many nights to come. Giggity. But he thanked God, God he had survived. He didn't know what had made the thing turn back. Maybe it had some sort of twisted sense of honor that stopped it from killing a defenseless boy. Or maybe it just wanted to preserve him for another night of sport. Giggity. This next sentence is my favorite sentence in this entire story. <laughs> Pippin didn't know, and Mary didn't care. <laughs> he was just thankful to be alive. I feel like... I feel like this guy wrote the story and thought, have I used he and his too much? Control F. Him. Luke. Done. Find and replace. Done. This is the Huntsville camping trip. This is the dark souls of Huntsville camping trips of game <laughs> stories. Oh, boy. Ah, uh, here we go. Can we power through this last paragraph? I, I will power through it. Power through it. That's... Give me your disclaimer in a commercial for Viagra, the <clears throat> speed voice. That same night, another young boy returned home late. He scrabbled through... Shit, I already messed it up. Mm. That same night, another young boy returned home late. He scrabbled through the dirt with his cracked and yellowed claws at the entrance of his home. As he lumbered into the dank cavern that was his home, the boy's mother demanded to know where he had been. The boy was out of breath and sweating from the earlier exertions. He had barely got out of response to his mother. He told her... Hey, hey, he could barley... He could barley... Get out of response. <laughs> you know, barley... Greasy? They, they can barley Get afford to make beer. Is it, it's worth pointing out, by the way, my favorite um, uh, SNL performer was always uh, Chris Fairley. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for the, the pit. You know, my favorite, my favorite reggae artist is Bob Merrily. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite movie about dogs is uh, Merrily and Me. <laughs> Uh, you know, my one of my favorite actors, uh, one of my favorite comics actors is uh, is Charlie Day. Good lord, <laughs> good uh, job. Oh, and oh. scene. He told her that he had seen the thing again. His mother told him to stop playing pretend and go to bed. He protested that he had gotten close to it this time, looked at it, and even touched it. He told it how hideous it was with its smooth pink skin. Oh, give me a fucking break! And it's wait. Squat- I, I was half right. <laughs> you were half right. 
you were also was, half left. Uh, and it was Homer's sex tent all over again. <laughs> guys, one minute, the pizza guy's here. I'll be right back. Okay. I'll, I'm just going to finish the paragraph while he's gone. And it's squashed face with Hello. its two beady eyes, but it didn't seem dangerous. He didn't know why it always ignored him when he tried to be friendly, and tonight it had run away again. He felt bad because it often cut itself on all the thorns along the path when it ran. His mother told him to shut down his overactive imagination and stop telling her such ridiculous stories. He grumbled as he shuffled into his room and lay down in his bed of worms to go to sleep. He would get the thing to talk to him one day. He just had to keep on trying. The thing often walked through his yard at night. He would just say hi to it again in a week. I love that we don't have a name for the creature. Couldn't it be named, like, Obtulsicar or something like that? And then we could say Obtulsicar, like, 5.7 million times? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm officially dubbing it Obtulsicar. Well, that was nothing. It certainly was. Uh, yeah. Um, I give this story a nothing out of nothing. These creepypasta stories are packing peanuts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, credit to Red Bull Reptar. Hey, creepypasta.com. Why, why are all your top stories packing peanuts? <laughs> uh, we, we specialize in the packing peanuts of creepypasta, said creepypasta.com spokesperson. Um, not dirt butt anymore. <laughs> They're not. They're not even like bubble wrap. They're just yeah. packing. You're gears. gonna have some fun with bubble wrap. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, mean, who doesn't love bubble wrap? Can, um, I think this. It, I, specifically, I, I, say... I think specifically Adolf Hitler did not like bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> um, when when Ben gets back with his pizza, I want to I want to talk briefly about some of the comments here. Um, because you know what? They're very enlightening to the attitude of people who are, who are reading this story and are rating it highly as we did with our previous entries in this pseudo series of a pseudo theme kick we've been on recently. This, uh, this journey into the depraved mind, uh, the mind of the hive mind that is creepypasta.com. But it sounds like the return of our friend with his pizza. That sounds like the rattling. Oh my god, what is happening? Oh no. I, I oh agree, god. and I was here the whole time. I'm, I'm sure you were. Hey, guess what? We finished the story. <laughs> uh, you missed You missed literally nothing. Yeah, I figured I probably had missed nothing. That's why I didn't really feel bad about... I thought you guys would probably continue without me, and I figured I would be missing exactly zero story. You're, yeah, got... but now we get to do the fun part, which is look at some of the comments. The very first one, posted by Sir, says, Nice story, although the one thing I don't get is why the creature's mother thinks that humans her son are to talk to talks about are just imaginary. Very little live on Earth. I'm sure she would have at least seen one human by now. Um, I mean, the logic of that question is kind of sound, but also completely ignoring what why this story is uh, dull. <laughs> it's not so much that it's um, an unrealistic expectation. It's that you're expecting too much of a story um, that is about as well written as an episode of Star Trek Voyager. 
Uh, any other... You're burnt, Star Trek Voyager writing staff. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, I'm sure all the Star Trek Voyager <coughs> writing staff who listen to the show are just going to be in agony for weeks over that sick burn. Yeah. Actually, every uh, every uh, every Tuesday and Friday, the entire writing staff of Star Trek Voyager get together and uh, listen to this show. That's <laughs> impressive considering the show hasn't been on the air for nearly 20 years now. Guys, do you think the writing staff of Star Trek Voyager still hang out? Because <laughs> <laughs> do you think we'll still hang out after the after we graduate from Star Trek Voyager? Is it the real Star Trek Voyager, the friends we made along the way? The it's friends like... they no, because the friends they made along the way all left the ship. I, one time, uh, it's the middle of the night. Alan calls me up and he's like, "I need to talk." I'm like, "Okay, about what?" Brandon, do you think the cast of Star Trek Voyager ever get together anymore? <laughs> I would imagine they see each other at conventions frequently enough that they don't need to get together. Uh, do you think anyone on the writing staff of Star Trek Voyager fucked? <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you, no, no. I assume I assume that's not a that's not a Star Trek crack. Like, not are they virgins? Like, did anyone on the Star Trek Voyager staff fuck each other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's probably some pretty juicy stories hidden in the depths of that that writing circle, but um, I mean, can we do can we do behind the writing staff Star Trek Voyager? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because uh, we we need a we need a, a uh, we need a writing <coughs> a show writing equivalent of uh, VH uh, VH1. Uh, behind the Star Trek, behind the Voyager. Ah, uh, boy. Um, did, did they ever do a behind the music, like behind the behind the music? I, you know, that's probably too meta even for them to grasp. <coughs> I'm not I'm sure. Please don't die. I'm already. I'm already. I already died several times on this show. I was a ghost for a while. True. Oh. Then I came back. Also, his, testi- his testicles are ghosts. Yeah, I, I have ghost ball. One one ghost ball? Just one ghost ball. The other one never manifested. Um, it's it, it it's it works. It's it's fine. It's just like having a minor perpetual case of pseudo blue ball. Hmm. But you know, it's 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 fine enough. Uh, uh, I think I, I live with it. I learned to live. I with think it. it's weird that you named your blue ball Sue, but okay. Well, so sue me. Um, yeah, there's really not much more to say about this one. Uh, the comments aren't even really that. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah was, there's one comment that's like insightful paradigm. Descriptions are nice. Eight out of ten. That's such a milk toast review. There's no meat on that bone. Gold eight ball. Apparently. Poor boy. <laughs> Poor monster. I hope that someday they can get to be friends. This had a nice ending, said Orange Fish, completely missing the point. Uh, one commenter spelled hysterical wrong twice. <laughs> I found this quite historical. Being chased by a horrifying <laughs> creature the entire time, then at the end he was just as much of a creature to it. Nine out of ten. <laughs> then they responded, I meant historical. <laughs> um, uh, one person, Red Pretzel, wrote 
cliche exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point to which the author red bull reptar responds what did you think was cliche about it I really try to avoid cliches in my writing, so I'm interested in what exactly dissatisfied you. I admit that being followed by something in the woods isn't terribly creative, but I didn't think of my story as cliche. Um, That's literally um, all it was. <laughs> That's literally all it was. <laughs> That's like, that was your whole story. That was all you wrote. Him saying, I tried to avoid cliches, is like the author equivalent of that the, the clumsy waiter from The Simpsons who says, I'm not the clumsy Crusoe-est waiter, and then immediately trips and falls on his chair and lands in a box of ma- uh, mousetraps in the outside. <laughs> oh, that was a good bit. Man, remember when Pur- The Simpsons purple, was good? Purple, I still like The Simpsons, whatever. Purple Snow says, this was one of the best pastas I've ever read. Uh, Purple don't... Snow has read two pastas. He's read this and Chef the, the Killer. The other thing he's read was actual pasta. <laughs> he read the contents ingredients on the back of a box. Swaggy uh, Girl said, ha, ha ha it was really cool. Love it. It kind of explains how people is. We just look at the outside and judge. Oh, man. Oh, guys. La La La, La Metrie writes quite enjoyable. The one recommendation I would make is to use the protagonist's name less and just stick to he when you could do so without causing confusion. When you use a character's name, it kind of pulls the reader back out of the story. Other than that, it was quite well written, and I like the ending. Eight out of ten, almost, almost, uh, almost got away from the Kool Aid, but also other people noticed it. Uh, Anon. Writes, however, please use the character's name, rest, leaving Rook, Luke, every other sentence, and at one point, four sentences in a row is very jarring to the reader. It makes for an annoying writing style. So a lot, don't worry, some people picked up on, on Luke. Anyway. CMT. A refreshing story. Too many times I've seen monsters that are supposed to be dangerous, but actually act as if they are playful or friendly and severely misunderstood. For once, the monster really is friendly and misunderstood. Good one. Uh... I don't know how this is refreshing because I've seen that before. <laughs> oh my god! Man, it's, re- it's refreshing. So if this is the very first story you've ever read. Like you just learned to read, and this is what you decide to debut <laughs> your new your new cerebral skill on. I mean, you could be reading. I don't know, Hop on Pop or uh, the Cat in the Hat or the Berenstain Bears, but. No, you you read, uh, and then you what play are the, the Berenstein Bears? Do you mean the Berenstein Bears? I mean, I mean the Frankenstein Bears. Uh, Do you mean the Berenstein? Uh, here's a comment the, for the, you: the Berenstein Bears. Here's one. Uh, Alice writes, "Clap, clap, clap, clap." Please clap, 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 clap. Marvelous freaking ending. I think that's supposed to be like a slow clap leading like, into a yelling. Is 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 that Orson Welles? Is that Orson Welles doing that part? Yes, oh, the wine. Oh, we have from let's... from surgical from surgical mask. We have like monsters Inc. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but you're missing the whole part where Monsters Inc. is a good movie. Yeah, don't sully Monsters Inc. by by bringing this up. Uh... Uh, mic don't, don't uh, mic it either. Uh, I was gonna uh, say mic drop. I just said mic drop. I said okay, it. Okay, okay. There you go. There you go. Let's uh, put a fucking bullet in this episode, please. Man, 
Lenane says, let's play a drinking game. Take a shot every time Luke is mentioned by name. Other than that, good story. Great ending. And Trish says, I'm fucked up from Scar 7324. Why? Purple Pizza writes, if I get a dollar for every time I read Luke, I would have saved enough for a big booty hoe. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, wait. Gr- uh, grow me me strob says strikes me as something neil gaiman would have might have written no really good no enjoy this one a lot no incorrect wrong oh i'm offended i've never offended i'm offended how can dare we, can we be done yeah we can be done what uh, do we learn today all right uh, plugs? Any last plugs? Any any reminders you want to put out there, Ben, for a certain show about monsters? Just real quick. What was that? What was that? What was that address again that people should go to? Well, if you want to support Typecast on Kickstarter, we are two weeks into the, the Kickstarter at the point that this episode will be going live, and you can go to tinyurl.com slash typecastks. That's K-S as in Kickstarter. Um, and you can pledge. There's a bunch of really cool rewards. We really want to make this show, and we cannot make it without the help of people like you who are smart and discerning and beautiful and have money. Uh, but do they have money? Do you have money? If I had money, I wouldn't be asking for $52,000 to make a web series. That's fair. All right. Uh, while I'm at it, anybody else want to talk about any of their plugs? Thought not. Okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Two friends. I'm Emily. I'm Andrew. Made a deal. I would do a minute podcast on a movie. <clears throat> what movie would you do it on? What if we count to three and at three we both say the name of the movie? And if it is somehow the same movie. <laughs> three, two, one. Super Mario Brothers! <laughs> The Super Mario Brothers Minute. Two episodes a week. Benview Network. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.